Welcome back to the State News Pop Culture Podcast. This is episode two with me, uh, Managing Editor McKenna Ross. Hello. Um, we've got our Editor-in-Chief, Rachel Fredette. Hello. And Features Editor, Sasha Zadar. Hi. And uh, today we're going to be talking about um, just continuing the conversation from last week. Uh, last week we were talking about Stranger Things. Ooh. So this episode we will have some wrap-up conversations. Um, Spoilers are ahead. Spoilers. Yeah. I didn't watch it this week. Like I She's probably not going to watch it. that I would, mm-hmm. but I'll listen. So Yeah. Uh, and then we'll also talk a little bit about um, all the sexual harassment and sexual assault uh, allegations happening in Hollywood, you know, with Kevin Spacey and... Harvey Weinstein and any other players involved, and um, then we'll wrap up talking about Taylor Swift and her new album, and what we think of Taylor Swift in general. The new reputation. Oh, so yeah. <clears throat> to begin, you guys can start spoiling things about Stranger Things. Spoilers! Yes. Spoilers are coming, <laughs> and we're gonna give you five, four, three, two, one. Snowball. That's all I have to say. It's terrible. <laughs> that was like, you know what it I was read? amazing. No, wait, you know, did you watch Beyond Stranger Things? Yes. I okay, did. so the Duffers literally they made it the pinnacle. They're like, yeah, that's the goal we're gonna mm-hmm. end with. We want these kids going to the snowball and mm-hmm. wrapping up this entire season with the thing that that everyone's been talking about forever. So What's the snowball? Snowball concludes the middle episode. school dance. Yeah, it's like their first middle school dance. And oh. you, what you don't know is that in Stranger Things season one, Mike was like. Before Mike, because Mike and Eleven, like, have a kiss in season one, because they're both little kids. Um, And it's a cute little relationship. And um, he's like, I want to go to the snowball with you, like, if you're, like, around. And, yeah. She's like, snowball? (laughs) Yeah. Well, because up until that point, Mike already had, like, hard eyes going. But, like, it had reached the point where it was, like, Mike was trying to tell her, like, it's more than friendship I want with you. Mm -hmm. And she was like, what? Yeah. (laughs) And then she figured it out, and... So they brought up the snowball, and, like, he's like, I want to go with you, and she's like, yeah. And then, obviously, the season concludes, and we don't know where Eleven is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you come back in season two, and Eleven is with Hopper. Yes. And after some crazy, intense stuff in the woods and hiding out, because she does get out of the Upside Down and after essentially killing yeah. the Demogorgon, or sending it back to where it was. Um, well, didn't she, like, ex- okay, so, like, she killed the Demogorgon, and then, like, she was still in the Upside Down, and then she found, like, the portal. Yeah, she's it. she comes back into Hawkins. She mm-hmm. makes her way back, and she's just wandering, and then, remember, Mike sees oh, her. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, she winds up with Hopper, and that whole relationship, is just her and Hopper the entire it time was... literally was... perfect, because he, um... Spoiler, or if, or if you haven't seen season one, uh, mm-hmm. Hopper kind of goes into depth about how he lost his daughter to cancer. So that was kind of just like a blow, and then like he was kind of very alone. And mm-hmm. I mean, you can kind of see like he takes like pills and he, he drinks and he trying to. He's kind of just Hopper's like, a mess. Yeah, he's literally like a mess, and like. I mean, he's been, or Eleven's been living with him for, like, the past year, almost. It's almost a year, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, 353 days. Oh, my gosh, from line. <laughs> ah. Okay, but, yeah, so, like, and he mostly did it for, like, her protection, but I think that he also just, like, wanted to have, like, that connection, like, that daughter, and, yeah. father-daughter relationship that he misses so and, much. And if you watch season two, you'll see that it basically becomes World War Three because they are both type A people, mm-hmm. both Hopper and um, Eleven are very intense characters. Mm-hmm. And so to pair them together and put them in this little cabin, which is another thing is Hopper finds this place for them that is obviously not his house in order to like keep her safe and stay with her, and no one really knows where she is in order to protect her. Um, she, Eleven has had no contact with Mike. Mike tries to contact her 
The walkie-talkie. With the walkie-talkie. Mm-hmm. And she's, she knows, she's able to, like, tap into that using her powers and knows where Mike is and knows what's going on, but mm-hmm. she can't leave. Mm-hmm. And that or, ultimately she winds up leaving um, because of this big fight with Hopper and her and Hopper bumping heads because they're so intense. And I think that's why it winds up resulting like that. But, yeah, yeah I think that whole dynamic was really cool. My favorite part is when she rebelled and she's just like, screw this, I'm dipping out, I'm leaving this cabin, and then she goes to the school and then... Like, that made me so mad. I was like, Duffers, I know you're not going to do this to me. Yeah, no. Because she shows up at the school, and she's, like, looking for Mike. And he then, loves. yeah, who she, like, well, you know, she's her friend. She mm-hmm. just hasn't seen him, and she, she, he thinks she's dead, and, or is hoping she isn't. And then she sees Mike, and Mike is with the new character, Max, and she's assuming it's romantic, even though it isn't, and she gets angry and pushes Max off her board with her mind. And mm-hmm. I love that Mike can basically tell. He he knows that some force was there. That was really interesting. I think that was a, that was a like she he just kind of kept getting these signs because Mike at that point Mike does not become Mike in this season until like the third or fourth episode when he really starts to help Will yeah. and they help each other kind of get through what they're going through because he misses eleven and doesn't know what to do about that and he's losing kind of his identity's messed up and then Will is Will is doesn't know what he is. Mm-hmm. He's got this higher power, this shadow monster. Mm-hmm. which is a great villain. I mean, we've had a few villains ant- antagonists in this season, but mm-hmm. that, it was just, it's something that I've never really seen. It's just yeah. terrifying, and it's kind of something cool to see. But And also another thing that I've noticed, <clears throat> that I think I'm sure a lot of Stranger Things uh, fans have noticed, that in the beginning of season one, um, Eleven is literally with, like, the crew, like Mike, Dustin, and Lucas, and it's just, like, all of them three. And then... You know, Will's in the upside down majority of the time. Doesn't really have any, you know, like on screen, you know, interactions with any yeah. of the other crew. But now this time around, it's, it's more not. focused on Eleven finding her, you know, finding out yeah. who she is, and then it's the main more, focus is Will. Yeah, it's kind of like they switch positions. Now it's like Will and Mike kind of reconnecting and like trying to help Mike, trying to help Will, and then there's you know they introduce new characters. But I just thought it was interesting how like Will wasn't around in the first season and now like Eleven's not around in the first season and it's just solely around these new characters and the boys just trying to save Develop. Hawkins. Yeah I mean I think Noah Schnapp who plays Will was incredible this mm-hmm. season. He there's this one scene I mean people always reference the scene where he's possessed and the shadow monster actually possesses him and in order to make it escape him they overheat him and the monster winds up getting rid of him but um it's just, that scene's insane, but there's this one scene where Will, if you guys have watched, Will is, um, his mom draws him a bath because she thinks he's sick, and he walks into the room, and the water's, you know, a little steamy, because she wants him to have a hot bath, because mm-hmm. he's freezing, and she realizes his temperature is below, and Noah Schnapp is just sweating and looking intense, and I, and then he talks for the monster, which is inside of him, and, and like, I, it was just, like, fun. it was phenomenal. It was really well done, and mm-hmm. I think Noah Schnapp is, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Millie Bobby Brown did in the first season, played 11. She got a lot of award recognition. I think he should deserve the same. I mean, his performance was pretty incredible. Yeah, like, they literally, <clears throat> like, the, I like how they did, like, the close-up so you could see, because they kind of, like, do some, like, background, like, the, their teacher who is like their science Clark, guru for yeah. them yeah he kind of it's really cool because like in the moment where will's walking into the bathroom he he feels that fear that like the virus the, the shadow monster feels mm-hmm. and he's just like he's terrified and he's sweating you can see like the hair standing up like yeah off his they, neck. that's a cool effect and yeah. like 
and you can just hear the teacher echoing in the background. They're like, you know, like fear like, comes from you know yeah. like you're, you're sweating and you're like you know you start it's just, to defend yeah you start to get ready for fight or flight yeah and mm-hmm. that's essentially what's going on with will will's a mess this entire season and then eventually it comes to a conclusion and things are actually almost too peaceful in hawkins mm-hmm. of course we know the character uh, another spoiler here guys uh bob newby winds up sacrificing himself and goonies bob newby superhero played by sean astin who's a huge 80s hero um, he did a really good job. The other new characters are really, really cool. Billy, played by, like, Montgomery, Daiquiri, Mark Montgomery. And then Maxine, who's played by Sadie. Yes, yeah, Sadie. Yep. Sing- <clears throat> she was really great. All the new characters were... I was worried about them. I thought they weren't going to be able to develop in this new season mm-hmm. because, you know, it's a shorter season. Stranger Things is only about nine episodes, yeah. so... But they all did, and they all kind of came of age, and I think the conclusion was the best part was the snowball and everything. So. Uh, and I like how Dustin and Lucas got to get some, you know, character development. You got to really get to know their family and yeah. just kind of <laughs> see, like, their home life. And Dustin's just Rip a news. goofy. Yeah. Like, it's just really goofy, and, like, he gets, you know, he, okay, so. Oh, my God, we're not going to be able to talk about no, like, okay. any of this. <laughs> so, like, well, like, Dustin gets attached to a Demogorgon that he doesn't realize, which was, like, the slime that Will picked up. D'Artagnan. Dart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, so, like... That whole dynamic is weird, because... Yeah. And at the end, like, Dart remembers him, and they, he's able to get with... Uh, that was whole that whole thing was really cool, but... Um, yeah. But ultimately, mm-hmm. Dart kind of avoids them, and, like... And, and Dustin, knowing him, is able to get them. They're in the underground tunnels, which is kind of the upside-down basically takes over Hawkins underneath it. It's in the, the the original gateway, the gate, which you guys see in season one, which was just the small opening where they would send, Hawkins Lab would send people in, has now tripled in size. And by the end of the season, it concludes with Eleven kind of finding herself and finding someone else mm-hmm. who went through la- the lab and closing the gate, which that last episode I've watched like four times. It's so good. The conclusion, the finale is really, really good. Yeah. So, yeah, in conclusion, Eleven's back. They kiss. It's amazing. Snowball. I swear Barb's going to come back like Jon Snow. Well, Barb has a conclusion. Barb is concluded. Her story gets concluded if you guys haven't watched yet. Well, yeah, we'll see. But anyway, (laughs) so, yeah, so that's Stranger Things for people who, Stranger Things 2, um, for people that have watched it and are crazy fans like us. So, on to... Switching gears a little bit. um, We do want to talk about the sexual assaults and the sexual harassment allegations um, going on in Hollywood. Of course, a few weeks ago... Um, a lot of allegations against Harvey Weinstein, the um, producer, I believe he's a producer. Yeah, he owns the, yeah. War- the Weinstein Company, right. which yeah. produces like a very everything. large chunk of Hollywood films, um, mm-hmm. including my favorite film, actually. He had a huge role in it, and it's just kind of interesting to see where his, his What's power went. Good Will Hunting. Right? Oh, Good Will Hunting. Yeah. Um, so, and then, of course, um, within the past week, there's been a lot of news about Kevin Spacey. Um, where there was an allegation um, by Rapp, Anthony yeah. Rapp, and mm-hmm. then um, his Kevin Spacey's apology the next day was like on Twitter, and it was like his opportunity to come out from what I as a gay man. Which yes, is, from what I've read, the LGBT community because I I don't speak for them, but I've seen a lot of LGBT activists very upset with him because um, not just activists but just members just really upset and saying that there's already been for so many years this this mm-hmm. this predatory yeah, yeah. yeah associating predatory behavior with being gay right and 
not only did it, people have said, I've seen quotes said that he threw under the bus a community that he decided to join because he was, he had an allegation brought up against mm-hmm. him. So people are not only obviously upset with all this stuff that keeps coming out because now he's got like eight or so people on the set of House of Cards that have said that they've had run-ins with him and mm-hmm. him kind of having these advances on him but other people just keep coming out oh yeah i mean i think that people are going to keep coming out of the woodworks and people big names that people are like oh my goodness and it's sad that we are finally yeah like i I think it's like bill cosby yeah Yeah. um happens and i feel like the community in hollywood um you know i'm obviously not part of that community but like from the outside looking in i think that they everyone has been 100 percent aware but they you know like a lot of you know, people that have come out and said something, they're scared for their career. Yeah. Like, and that's a, that Absolutely. is the sick part about it all, is that, like, these people truly did not come forward because they didn't want to tarnish their careers because this mm-hmm. is, like, the livelihood. Or, and the fact that, like, in the whole thing about power, like, you know... Abusing it. Harry Weinstein knew yeah. his position in the industry, and he knew that he yeah. could, you know, like, n- everyone's going to turn their head because they don't want their name attached to sexual assault, sexual harassment. And or accusing someone exactly. like Harvey Weinstein and yeah. like Kevin Spacey potentially destroying their career there's also, of the power they yeah. have. There's also this whole dynamic, too, that, like, not only are all these women who came up uh, came up against Harvey Weinstein, it was because of their career, but, like, Anthony Rapp, who accused um, Kevin Spacey, he was 14 years old. Yeah. Uh, when was a 14-year-old boy supposed to really come out and be able to say that this happened to me? I mean, it's children. It's, like, it's a, a child. Like, it's, like, it's the same idea of, like, just having this fear, this overwhelming fear of, like, what is going to happen to me if I talk out. I can't even imagine what that would have been yeah. like as a child. Yeah, right. I agree. Because he, he was a child. He was a kid. And having that happen to you by a prominent actor when you're just trying to get started on the Broadway scene, I mean, I can't imagine actually having the, the strength to really come forward. It took all these years, and mm-hmm. he finally was able to tell his story in the BuzzFeed article, which was I thought was very well written. Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. I just, I think the demographic in you know, just the Hollywood and just people trying to pursue a career, I think it's going to change drastically um, because of how, you know, outspoken these people are. And then the thing is, it's just, like, these people have been saying things for years. It's yeah. just, it's so sad that, like, people are finally listening. It's not like these people are just, like, coming out because they want to make a name for themselves. I mean, mm-hmm. But it's just, like, you know, this this has changed them. Like, Cara Delevingne, like, when she, you know, came out. Yeah, like, you know, and she is an idol for the younger generation. And she, you know, and for her to come out and say something, I think that was a huge impact. And, you know, just... A lot of A-list people. Yeah, and, like, and I think that kind of, you know, shook Hollywood. Because they're just like, okay, we can't, like, you know... But what I find really interesting, though, is, like, there were women before them who have come forward, Mm -hmm. and they were completely shut out and abused by the system. Perfect example, Tippi Hendren, um, who was in The Birds, um, was, she accused terrible behavior and actually harassment and I believe assault, don't quote me on that, of, uh, by her director at the time, um, Hitchcock. Mm -hmm. And basically, I mean, people have been like kind of looking at her because of all this coming out, but it ruined her career. By going after Hitchcock, it ruined her career. It made it harder for her to get jobs made it harder for her to really develop in Hollywood mm-hmm. because she accused a prominent person. And one thing I really, like, I mean, it's been going on for years and years. Another thing that I saw was one of my favorite actors, because one of my favorite movies is The Quiet Man, is um, Irish film star Ma- Maureen O'Hara. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw somebody screenshot this really old 
article, I'm not sure where it's from, but um, she was, she like had said that she was charging Hollywood producers and directors with, who were calling her a cold potato without sex, like sexual appeal because she refused to let them um, have sex with her. And um, it was actually reported by the Mirror like in New York um, all these years ago. I don't even really know the year, but just like reading what she said, she said, um, I'm so upset with it that I am ready to quit Hollywood. It, it's got so bad I have to come to work in the morning. I'm a helpless victim of Hollywood whispering campaign because I don't let the producer and director kiss me every morning or let them paw me. They, they have spread word around town that I, I am not a woman. Mm-hmm. And that's just thinking about that. Maureen O'Hara has actually died a few years ago. And mm-hmm. Tippi Hendren is older. It's just this has been going on. Right. And, and it's, it's finally reached a boiling point. It's, right. it's finally like people are actually re- it's finally you're hearing about it and you're hearing mm-hmm. about it where there's support for people who are actually right. saying like so my she didn't have any support right. not, not in the way but she needed it yeah my concern is that like sure lots of people are listening and it and potentially things will be done within this case but what kind of broader implications will we be able to see will we see them quickly enough mm-hmm. do you think that um, yeah. You know, in Hollywood and in our own daily lives, you know, here on campus or um, anywhere, yeah. anywhere you work, and like just anyone who's listening to this, will we all see a more rapid approach and like, yeah. can't, like, what's handling of sexual harassment claims? Mm-hmm. What's interesting is Netflix has uh, ended its its partnership, its its contract with Kevin Spacey. It seems like House of Cards is kind of dead. It's not going to be picked up again. Rightfully so. I mean, like, what what are they going to do? They have all these allegations. They have concerns they need to address. Yeah. Now, what I'm thinking is they've done a good job of, of like, staying on top of these allegations and realizing what they're going to have to do with House of Cards and what they're going to have to do with Kevin Spacey after all of this. But, like, mm-hmm. what do they do going forward? Netflix, what are you going to have... Like, they're going to have to do something about their environment mm-hmm. and making sure that it's an environment where people can come forward and talk about these things that might have happened on their sets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like this is important that people are coming out and they're talking and they're being supported, but also, like, going forward, what are these big studios going to do? What are... Mm-hmm. Because... The, this is not going to be a problem that goes away. I mean, you oh, hope that sure. it gets talked about more, but what is what is the way to, I mean, you can't, like, not even pre- prevent it, but just, like, if it does happen, it, obviously you want to prevent it at all costs, but, like, if it happens, are people going to be able to come forward and not feel like they're going to lose their career or not feel like they're going to be treated differently mm-hmm. or um disrespected because they were brave enough to discuss something that happened to them while working on a film or a television show or writing for one or just being an assistant and Mm -hmm. like will it be taboo at big hollywood events will it be talked about at Mm -hmm. award shows like the golden globes um i mean will they address it in a serious way or will the host be like a joke joke because that would be probably pretty inappropriate but like what how are we going to treat it yeah, going I, forward? I mean, you saw the backlash that James Corden got when he, you know, mentioned, you know, a sexual assault joke at um, an award show, or, yeah, about Weinstein at one of the award shows. And, I mean, like, he came out, like, literally the next day and was like, I apologize, that was insensitive to me. Oh, I didn't, um, hear, I didn't hear Yeah, he, he, yeah, he, and it was way too soon. It was, I mean, it. I think that it's just not appropriate in general uh, mm-hmm. for a topic because, you know, I feel like, you know, majority of the community in Hollywood has been affected in some way. Yeah, um, so he said it, I believe, in a 
charity event, yes, in Los Angeles. Um, and the joke he said was, it was a beautiful night in L.A., so beautiful, Harvey Weinstein has already asked it tonight up to his hotel to give it a massage. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a yikes. Um, and, of course, he did not get a good reaction to it. Um, so, like, how... Because so, yeah. it's going to get brought up either way. So, like, how can... Like, because I feel like it would be even worse off if, like, somebody didn't address it. But I feel like, you know, at those shows with, you know, these A-list celebrities and just... Hollywood in general, like, how can they address it in a way where, like, it's appropriate and it's just kind of like, hey, like, listen, we're, we're hearing you and we're here for you and, like, you know, we're all here for a reason and so let's just, you I mean, know, yeah, I together. mean, I'm all for comedy, but, like, when this is, like, I mean, like, all, like, like, I mean, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey made a lot of, a lot of jokes about Bill Cosby when they hosted the Golden Globes a few years ago. There were a lot of jokes about, um, Mel Gibson situation and his and his whole rants and his own like mental health and what he was doing and and the terrible things he was saying and so it's just like if it keeps kind of like if you say a joke enough it becomes like not only filled with humor but you just take it less seriously mm-hmm. and I can I can respect the joke I mean saying a joke I guess that's fine like I, I mean it's free speech you can mm-hmm. say a joke but also when you say a joke realize that like this thing is not it's so ongoing yeah. It's it's growing every day in both mm-hmm. the Weinstein Spacey situation. More and more people are saying things about a bunch of different Hollywood executives. Yeah. It's not just those those two. Yeah. Um, those mm-hmm. two involved. I mean, it's like people always say Hollywood's like the belly of the beast, but this is this is a problem in professional sports. Oh. This is a problem in it's a problem in across politics. The board, like, it's it's starting to grow more, more than more people. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah. I mean. We'll, we'll definitely have to pay attention to it, especially we can talk about it again when award shows, award shows do that's, come up. That's going to be, because that's when they really, they're all together and they really do the talking and it'll be really interesting how it how it's handled. I mean, Kevin Spacey just won like a globe like two years ago and I just really, hey, the man has two Oscars and mm-hmm. it's just crazy to think about the influence. Harvey Weinstein has countless Oscars right. and I know and uh, best picture films. It's crazy to think about their influence. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And where they're going forward, you know? Um, yeah, and I just think that just with this uproar of all the stuff that's going on in Hollywood with sexual assault, I think that it's kind of shined a light on people who are, you know, like in, like you said, kind of like in sports and in other industries, I think it's given people the courage to be like, okay, like this is something that I can talk about and my career won't be over when I talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's given people courage to, I mean, not that they're not, you know, brave to begin with, but like, you know, they have to live with this for the rest of their lives. But I feel like they're more open to talk about the problems now because of how much it is talked about right now and how, you know, how serious of a situation it actually is. I think before we kind of like, you know, you know, threw it out there, like, hey, you know, like, here are ways you can help yourself, but, like, no one can really relate until you actually have gone through something like that. I feel like it was very hard for them to find, you know, like, you have, I feel like the question was always, like, you have, or the saying was, until it happens. Yeah, like, you have no idea what I'm going through until it happens to you, and, which breaks my heart, because I feel like, you know, I don't understand 
but let me understand, please, like, you know, talk to me, you know, and I just think that... It, they're going to need, like, people, the women and men who continue, and children who continue to come out, I mean, they're going to need allies. Yeah, and, 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 yeah, so, and I think just using these different, you know, I feel like it really started with Bill Cosby when all those things came out, and it just kind of, it, it's just been unraveling ever right. since, and so, and I mean, and not just Hollywood, but, like, with, you know, sexual assaults on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, Reporting. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, and then the viral hashtag me too, which we also, you know, sec- yeah, yeah, in our editorial. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that the demographic like, yeah. and how how it's approached from here on out is gonna be so much different. And it's just um, the beginning. Right. Exactly. This is one hundred percent just the beginning. So, so do you guys wanna on kind of a you know, a lighter note, that was that's kind of a tough segment, but we're gonna segue into Taylor Swift and her reputation. <laughs> <laughs> Look what she made me do, Taylor. <laughs> uh, so, so she has an album coming out this Friday, actually, um, on See, November. See what 10th. is going on. And <laughs> I, so she has a. She's been dropping a few uh, singles to, I guess, you know, tease it as you do. Okay. Who um, is so she? Starting with "Look What You Made Me Made Me Do," which honestly, okay. I did not like the song, but it gets really catchy as more as you listen, like the more you listen to it. And I actually think the music video is like just hilarious. Well, the ending so like was like, she, like her concepts it. were good. Like yeah. the, the whole like she's trampling herself and all that stuff. It's and then saying like oh she's such a vic like her attacking herself was was different. But like I'm thinking about like like two just years ago, yeah. 1989 dominated everything. Yeah, all anybody talked her. about was Blank Space. Well, I think that's what she wants. Even. I know. I mean, yeah, like I Blank like Space <laughs> dominated the charts. Shake It Off dominated everybody. She was just like all anybody talked about until that freaking album dropped. Yeah, and yeah. now you have this, and yeah, it's she, like I didn't even know the album she, was coming out. Yeah, on Friday. no, and the, I don't. I can't name. I can name two singles, and I guess she's put out like five. I or think four. that she is oh, literally yeah, living up this. The saying, you know, with you know, when Kanye and Kim like totally threw her under the bus, and she's like, "Wow, I didn't know you guys recorded me," and everyone just called her a snake. And she's had so many, like, I mean, I mean she is known for gimmick. Yeah, she's yeah, playing she's, off of it. Yeah, she, she definitely like is aware yeah. that like her image is like she writes songs about her experiences, and sometimes those experiences include actual real people in the industry. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like she's really like living in the whole snake thing. Yeah. Like she's just like, <laughs> "I am a snake, and I'm gonna sneak up on you guys." Whoever did me wrong, like, watch yeah, out because it's all it's just, about to come out. I don't know. I can't say. I think Gorgeous is an okay song. Like, I, I would have liked it in a different sound. I haven't really listened to any of them. Yeah, no. Like, I and I'm pretty sure once. she was, like, MIA for, like, a solid year. Like, she, like, her hair's longer now. Oh, she I was, like, traveling know. in and out of her houses in a box. Like, who are you, Lady Gaga? Like, <laughs> not, like, stop. Lady Gaga. Like, are you going to, like, show up to award shows and egg? I don't know. Like, but, <laughs> no, seriously, though, she, like, and now her Instagram, like, she's, like, pulling a Beyonce. She follows no one. And, like, oh all God. of her, like, all of her images are themed. You know, she'll release a song and then it comes with a video, which her last video, I have no idea what's going on. It doesn't relate to anything that she's singing about. It looks like, you know, like, just some alien, mm-hmm. weird, like, <laughs> I, I, it's bizarre. I have yeah. no idea. Speaking of bizarre, I, okay, so I don't like, I think it's Ready For It. 
yeah, it's it was like featured on yeah, it's one of the ones that's been playing on the one that's sort of rap. She's like yeah, she raps in every single one. This just is it rapping or is it talking? Is it like a yeah, it's not right. It's not rap. She's not meant for this style. Like a Johnny Cash thing? No, I mean I don't know what she's trying to do. It's like I know that she evolves with all of her music. Every album has been a little bit different. It's been developing more and more until pop. And she's okay. She knows what Madonna did. She knows what Lady Gaga does. She knows what like you reinvent yourself and that's that's fine. But you should do it well. And like maybe that's a maybe that's a harsh opinion, but I just don't think this style for her. I mean, I don't like this sound that she has. I don't think she performs it well. Some people probably do, though. I know, and this is my own Her album will be number one, like it always is. I know. It's going to be interesting to see how critically her music is, you know, acclaimed, if if people are paying attention to it, if it has any really... I haven't noticed a lot of substance. Like, there's not a lot of depth. And I'm curious Uh if she'll have, you know, things on her album that are going to be pretty, you know, raw Mm -hmm. and real, because a lot of this has been, like... You know her gimmick, like she's mm-hmm. trying to like say yeah. she's not herself anymore, and she's yeah. this new That's thing. That's fine, but, but like that's what I'm saying. I'm wondering if she's gonna have any of like some real like honestly critically. But like, yeah, stuff. no. But the right thing now, about I don't think she's anywhere near Grammy work. <laughs> yeah, no. I think the thing about Taylor is that like I know her on a first name basis. My girl Taylor. The thing is, and why she is where she is is because she knows what her audience wants, and they want something want different. Show. They want something different every time. They want her to, like... And it's just even funnier because she's, like... You don't know what she's going to do. And she's coming out with these songs that are completely, like you said, like, it's nothing like she's ever had before. No, she's a completely completely different person. But if you... Like, I heard Look What You Made Me Do, and I laughed. And, like, a week later, I was jamming to it. I'm like, what did you do? She just knows. Look what you made me do. Yeah, literally. Sing along. Literally, she knows, like... Gorgeous, I I cannot stand it, but it's catchy. It's catchy, and like you're gonna see that on so many memes here soon. Like mm. you're gorgeous. Okay, no, <laughs> yeah, don't Sasha's saying, saying it. no, <laughs> but I'm just saying like she is good at what she does because she knows her audience and oh, she definitely she's she, she's, she's, she's just right. so she's not my kind of music. So I'm not like I mean I'm not super involved in this, but I just I've seen her like her evolution is very interesting and where she is now. I just think as an artist she's interesting. I mean she's not my kind of music, mm-hmm. so I'm not like waiting for her album to show up. But, no. it's but she's interesting. I mean, I think she's she's kind of like she's, I, she'd be an interesting case study. She's I think. A <laughs> she 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 is a money maker. I don't know. She knows how to she's like. She's, she's, she's. I wouldn't call her unique. Star. I'd call her smart. Yes. Yes. Me too. Because like Lady Gaga is very unique, and Beyonce is very unique in the way that she unique. presents herself and reinvents herself. But like Taylor Swift is just smart. You know, she's kind of good at branding herself in a way that will get her some form of like not only attention but she like does, will yes. make her fans happy she's good at making her fans happy and i hope her fans are very right. happy with this new album because i'm probably she won't listen to it it's not trying to be a jerk but like yeah, i just no. don't really listen to but it but she definitely knows how to even if you're not listening to her album which i mean like clearly i will not lie though blank space man that oh, yeah, song, good song. She has that good was song. her last album made me feel some type of way i literally like had to like reflect on my entire life and be like what happened? Like under like Taylor was there the whole time. She's just she known of kind of like like, reinventing the way she like she's her, still her like pop. She, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what everyone says. Like Taylor knows. Like she stole my diary. Okay, okay. Well, that's that's, that's what, what I every, that's what we also in middle school. What 
Which album? I did was not it? say that in middle school. Oh, like, I was a weird middle schooler, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that she's just been a, a fun person to watch, and I think that she knows how to, like, sell herself, and she's a good pop star because she can play whatever role you want. So she's, you know, consistently for years she's played the good girl, and, like, now with, like, look what, made you, look what you made me do and all this stuff, she is playing the snake, and but she's, like, still with, like, a good girl snake. Like, she's yeah. not saying, like, I look what I did, it's look what you made me do. I want her to come out with a song like Kanye, and it's just, like, I've missed the old Kanye. <laughs> and, like, and, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like She, she did. No, she but, like, I want to come Taylor out with, like, a... the phone right now. Yes, but, like, I want to, like, at an award show, I want, her, like, Kanye to come out and be like, ha, this is a joke the entire time. I hate but you But it wasn't. <laughs> I don't know. I just... I don't know. People see Kanye as kind of, like, a visionary, but, like, um... I think Kanye oh, West... God. Kanye West is really, really talented. And, I mean, there's... Taylor Swift is, too. I mean, I'm not about to say they're both not, but, like... Kanye likes to sample. That's what he does. He takes other things and he kind of makes it his own. And it seems like Taylor's kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because she's trying to reinvent herself and make herself so different, but she's not really considering really going... Like, there's one thing one thing to reinvent yourself. It's another thing to not really listen to your audience. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think she might. I don't know. I don't know what the rest of the album's going to look like, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I'm I'm not gonna be holding out for it. We'll you guys probably will, but Taylor <laughs> Taylor's about to destroy out. so many lives when this album comes out. I feel like she's just gonna put it all on the line. and She doesn't care. All right. So our homework is to uh, listen to the album when it comes out on Friday yeah. and then yeah. we can <laughs> to enjoy it. it. Like, and see. we can talk about it. You next guys can week. talk about it. I'm gonna watch. We're about to find out what Taylor's doing. <laughs> but but um, yeah. so on that note, I feel like this is a good place to end. Um, you guys should listen to our other podcast. We've got a sports podcast that goes up every Thursday? No, Friday. Friday, Friday. Come and then Friday. Um, we actually have something coming out that's really special, a uh, three-part series on the Nasser, um, Larry Nasser cases. And um, it's basically me, um, Alexia Hankin, who is a former Nasser reporter, current design editor, Bridget Kennedy, who is our current campus editor, and then Maddie O'Connor, who is our Nasser watchdog reporter. All of, them si- all of us sitting down and discussing what it's like to not only report on the Nasser situation, but um, also what it's like to kind of deal with you know, victims and talk to people about what's going on in MSU and its transparency. So you guys should check that out. You should see some teasers for it before it starts heading out. But um, yeah, thank you for listening. And this has been the State News Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you, McKenna and uh, Sasha. Thanks, guys. You're check welcome. out statenews.com.